I was in a desperate situation. The Bayou type stuff. Get out of my house. Avocado tiles back in stock. Why do you feel bad about it? Well, you stop it. it. Sounds like a circus. That's weird. I was freaking out. It's, it's like an insurance claim. It sticks with the house. It went terribly wrong. Scenes oh. and I'm like extortion. I, real estate, real estate is, crazy. is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy. Welcome back to Real Estate is Crazy. Hi. I'm David Hagigi. I'm Christina Smith. And today we are going to watch and discuss with a wonderful side agent from Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah, Ben Garner. He's amazing. Let's roll him. Hello and welcome. I have Ben Garner with 212 Realty from out in Baltimore. I'm really excited to have you here today, Ben. Thank you for coming. I am super excited to be here. So thank you for having me. Yeah. So you're with the same company, but you have your own brand, 212 Realty. Yeah. And what area do you work out there in Baltimore? Really the greater Baltimore uh, region. We go into Howard County, Baltimore County, Anne Arundel. Uh, We do a lot of business in Baltimore City, and that's where some of my most extreme stories come from. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, we, we really service anywhere in the greater Baltimore metropolitan area. Awesome. And you have several stories to share with us. The first was you were working with a buyer and there was a pretty almost good, that could have been a serious situation. So why don't you share with us what happened? Yeah, this was very early on in my, in my career. I'd been licensed for like all of seven minutes at this point. Um, So I was working with a couple of investors. We were looking at some of the worst of the worst properties. Uh, This was in Hartford County, actually. Um, we had six houses we were seeing that day. We get through five of them. We're on our last one. And, and this place is, it's a dump. Um, everything else was a dump, but this was, I guess, extra. The worst heavy. dump of them all. Exactly. Like a big steaming pile of dumpness. <laughs> that's, I think that's a polite way to put it. Um, yeah. So as a husband and wife, we did the main level. We went upstairs. Surprisingly, everything was going well. Um, and then we walk into the basement so as we're walking down uh, the steps, the wife's in front of me, then it's myself and then the husband behind us. And I could tell the wife was getting a little nervous. So I tell her, I'm like, you know, don't worry about it. I'll go down first. The basement looked like something out of one of the Saw movies. So it was like super creepy and dingy. And I'm walking down the steps. And as I walk down the steps, I, I turn to the wife and I say, you know, hey, you, you might want to be careful. These steps feel a little loose. And as soon as I said that, the staircase collapsed. <gasps> and oh my god, we both fell. I'd say six to eight feet. I was one step ahead of her, and I landed first. And I kind of caught her, um, at least braced her fall a little bit. But yeah, we we fell through the steps, and the husband's standing at the top, and he's screaming to see if everybody's okay, and. I'm just making sure like nobody broke like a leg or anything like that. Yeah. Was everyone okay? Oh my gosh. Fortunately we were. She, she had a little bit of a limp. I think that might've been like shock, but fortunately we were okay. And this was about six years ago. So I don't know now that I'm six years older, if my, my bones would withstand that kind of a fall. But yes. I don't think my bones can handle sitting on a couch when I'm on my computer for a few minutes, let alone falling through a staircase. Yeah. And and it was just like, it was one of those moments like, what just happened? And we look back and like, we're fortunate nobody got hurt. We really are. 
Yeah. Was this the first time you were meeting them or had you shown them houses before? Because that would have been a terrible icebreaker. This was the first time I met them. Oh, um, no. And we did continue to work together. They they appreciated the fact that like I offered to call like an ambulance if they needed one. Yeah. Um, I did call the listing agent and I told her what happened. And as soon as I said like, yeah, we're okay – she then said, all right, I'm going to send you a hold harmless agreement. <laughs> what? Are you serious? Yeah. What a jerk. Yeah. What a jerk move. It definitely, definitely wow. went the wrong way. I didn't know any better. Better, You know, I called my yeah. team leader and, you know, he was, he, his first question was making sure everybody was okay and yeah. you know, nobody needed to go see a doctor or anything. Well, of course, that's the right thing to do. You don't just. <sighs> yeah. But I hadn't even heard of a hold harmless agreement at that point. <laughs> Yeah. Well, because I mean, that's an important topic is that if someone gets injured on your property, they could sue you and could. you'd have to use your homeowner's insurance. Yeah. So, and, and I, I mean, I you were injured she- on their property because of the condition of the staircase. I mean, she definitely should have made sure that the house was safe before people were coming through. 100%. And Gosh. I mean, these were not abnormally large people. <laughs> These were yeah. really, it was just three of us standing <laughs> on a staircase. It's just nobody had been in that house for weeks, I'd say, and nobody had yeah. taken care of that house in probably decades. Yeah. Something for people to think about, man, if you're walking through a home and you can see that it's really dilapidated and you just got to be careful. You just got to watch your stuff. Thank goodness you were in front of her. Yeah. And, and now- I instill this with everybody on my team. If we're going to go look at a house, anytime it requires a hold harmless agreement, we get one of the other agents to go with us. Like, yeah, just to make sure that everybody's safe. Um, I also, I've called friends, family, I've called my wife. Hey, if I don't call you back in 20 minutes, like this house looks dangerous. Yeah. And- you know what? That's true. My husband has the GPS on my phone so he can see how long I've been at a property. And if it's been more than, like you said, 20, 30 minutes, that's a problem. And I've also learned, and that was a good experience. It is also okay to say no. You know, there's, yeah. there are qualified contractors that know where to walk on joists and know where soft spots are that, you know what, let's bring them in. You know, I'll, I'll open the door. I'll tell you everything about the property. I'll tell you what it's worth when it's finished, but you can have somebody else walk through it. And you sent me a picture of these stairs, which I will have the producer share, like, bing, right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, and speaking of contractors, I mean, crazy stuff doesn't always happen with just the buyer side. You've had some crazy experiences when you've listed a home for sale. Yeah, this was uh, definitely my craziest listing. Um, This was a a, a couple in Linthicum Heights, it's a little bit south of the city. Um, they had warned me about the pool before I arrived and they warned they warned me. Was with, it a like, soft warning? Like <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, we got something we want to show you out back. We got a couple issues with the pool. Yeah. And you know, I, I walked through the house, they'd really taken good care of it. They'd lived there for 30 years and you know, it was it was man well maintained, maybe a little dated, but you know what? It wasn't the worst that I've seen. Yeah. And they kept saying, well, just wait until you see the pool. And I saw the pool (laughs) sticking out of the ground. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, We're going to post a picture of it so that you guys can get a good idea because 
when you described it to me, I couldn't quite envision what this was. And what do you think caused it? So here's the picture. And then you're going to tell us what did they say happened to the pool? Yeah. So they, they said that they were asleep one night about six months ago and they heard this loud boom in the backyard and they, they walked out back in the concrete. Now this was an in-ground pool. This is not an above ground pool. The concrete had cracked in the middle of the pool. Their thought is water got underneath of it, froze, expanded, and then caused a crack into the pool. And then it just kept happening because they didn't use it for a couple of years. And the mm-hmm. husband went outside and it kind of looked like the Titanic. The pool almost cracked in half and was sticking out. I mean, I'm about five foot 10 and the pool was over my head. Like the concrete was over my head and the gap, oh like gosh. I could have fallen in between the gap between the concrete and where the pool originally was. That's so dangerous. Did you end up calling anybody out to to take a look. I mean, it looks like, like you said, a pit that someone could just fall down into. Yeah. We actually had to get three different contractors to go look and no one had ever seen anything like that before. And fortunately we found somebody who worked in concrete that was able to break the pool up and then carry it away in pieces and then fill everything in with dirt. And, you know, you got a big giant dirt mound in your in your backyard, but it's better than a concrete pool sticking out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, especially if you have buyers coming through. I mean, what did buyers, did you fix it before the buyers came through or afterwards? Yeah. We, we had a buyer come through and it was in the condition that it was in, but they were working on it. And okay. we had a big disclaimer and they signed all the proper paperwork. I mean, you, you couldn't miss it, but based off of the contractor's timeline, the seller's timeline, we got everything on the market. We were a little selective with some of the pictures, but we, we mm. warned everyone. And I made sure to reach out to every buyer's agent and just say, look, there's this craziness happening with the pool. It's being taken care of. And we found a buyer that was able to look past it. They they saw what the yard space would look like without the pool. And as yeah. long as we got everything in writing, they were good with moving forward. And they made it to closing. That's great. I mean, I didn't know this statistic. I heard it, but only 13% of people can actually envision what something can be, mm-hmm. which is why it's kind of important to fix those things because the rest of them, they come through and they look at something they cannot see past. They can't see past the bright neon orange, you know, paint on the wall or the giant pool sticking up <laughs> out of the earth that's going to swallow them all. They can't see that as a fixable thing. And then they end up passing on a great house because of it. So um, at least you were, you thought ahead and made sure you got the quotes and made sure that they knew it could be remedied. That's crazy. And we definitely had the right buyer. You know, they, they wanted to be in this particular neighborhood. The buyer was a contractor as well. So, Oh, that's good. He he was comfortable knowing, you know, Hey, this is going to be something that's fixed. And, and we were super above board with everything. So that was that was really helpful. Yeah, because there's a lot of realtors that wouldn't be above board with it. They would just try to pass it off and be like, oh, no, it's not a problem. And then next thing you know, you've got a – what are those pits that are just – people used to dump trash in them in like the 1950s. <laughs> I, can't, I, I can't think of it right now. But um, 
Oh man. Have like a giant. I got a brain fart. I can't think of it. It's yeah. <laughs> it's a sinkhole. Yeah, sinkhole. You know, yeah. <laughs> it, what if it's a giant sinkhole in their yard and and you know the agent's like, oh yeah, no big deal. You just fill it with dirt and then you buy the house and you find out it's a sinkhole. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that realtors will do. And, and and I've been on the other side of that where you know, look, this is a real issue. I, a situation where the lights were literally flickering in the house because it wasn't getting enough power to the house. And the agent's like, yeah, the house just kind of does that. That's not safe. <laughs> so are you sure it wasn't because there was like ghosts or something in the house? <laughs> I mean, we, we could have gotten like uh, uh, lit some like mace and or burned some sage and maybe. Yeah. Mace. <laughs> mace the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, some sage for sure. Yes, my- Anything with flickering lights, it either needs a light bulb or sage. It's just one of the two things. I was hoping it was just a light bulb, but yeah, that, that house did not get <laughs> enough juice. And that was like a real problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, but not everything in real estate is bad. There are some crazy situations that are actually really positive and really good. And they happen once in a while and it kind of takes you by surprise when it does. You have a similar story. Yeah, this is one of my favorite stories because it, it has a very, very happy ending. And um, it also helps that these are for two of my really good friends. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm happy that they were involved with such a happy ending. So we were looking at a house in my neighborhood in Hamden and they went ahead. They wrote an offer. We were doing our home inspection and the buyer was talking to the neighbor next door. The buyer, in, in my terms, um, has family that's OG Baltimore. And her, mm-hmm. her grandfather was one of the, um, fire marshals in one of the local, you know, jurisdictions. And, oh, and you know, people in those positions, everybody knows them. Yeah. yeah. And we, we were talking to the neighbor who was a firefighter and recognized her last name and asked, Hey, is this your grandfather? And she was like, yeah, that's my grandfather. And he's like, oh, he's such a Aww. great guy. So we, we finish up with the inspection there was only a couple of things, nothing really major. The biggest thing was like the fence was kind of falling down, but you know, that's not a mm-hmm. deal breaker for these buyers. We come back yeah. for the final walkthrough and the fence is gone. We're like, what? <laughs> Everything. So was- I always say this realtor brain tries to figure out what happened. And like, what was my first thought would have been someone stole the fence. Exactly. And- Everything, Someone stole the fence. <laughs> everything was so smooth up until this point. I go into like full CSI mode. I'm like taking screenshots of like pictures and like pictures of the fence and like I've got like schematics and looking gizmos. for tracks. Yeah, I'm like dusting for prints. <laughs> and we we end up calling the the listing agent, and he I guess knew the neighbors or the sellers or sellers talked to the neighbors, and they replaced the fence that was falling over. As a Aww. as a kind gesture to thank the buyer and her grandfather. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and they have this beautiful new fence, and I like everything just worked out to such a good feel good moment. But for, yeah. for for like a split second, like I am like we're going to court, and like we're going to document. <laughs> You're like this. someone's going down. Yeah. They stole the crappy <laughs> fence that was over. My and yard. I'm like, and I'm glad I did that. And they. They give me a hard time to this day. It's like, you jumped right in the action. But I'm glad I did that because, you know, my buyer, she, she was a first time buyer and, you know, yeah. her, her husband, you know, wasn't there for the walkthrough. And we just want to make sure that 
that last walkthrough before you go to closing, you had that feel good moment of like, yes, I'm making the right decision. And then when you, when you don't like, it's kind of scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think the worst thing, and I've learned this out here, sellers should never turn off their electric and they do it all the time. Instead of transferring the service, they shut it off and they forget to empty out the ice trays. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I do is jet over there and it's happened so many times. Water, you know, the ice melts, it leaks all over the floors and, and ruins the floors right when you're supposed to close escrow. So that's like the first thing I do. I say, please don't, don't shut off the power because I don't want to deal with melted ice all over these hardwood floors in this kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Or even worse if they do it in the winter time and a pipe bursts. You know what though? That's, we don't have that here. (laughs) So, you know, Baltimore real estate is different from state to state. It just is. So what is something weird or crazy about real estate that people should know, especially if they're moving there and they're not familiar with buying a home. So Baltimore is one of like three areas that still has this. It's a, an archaic system called ground rent. And basically what it is, is it's a system that was set up like a hundred, 200 years ago where the one percenters, the wealthy individuals, they were allowed to purchase land and they would lease it out to us common folk to build houses on. And you would pay a semi-annual rent, a marginal amount. You know, I've seen some as low as like $25. I've seen some as high as $250 every six months. And if you didn't pay it, they could put a lien on your house. So that's been passed down from generation to generation and it still exists. I'd say out of every, you know, 10, 20 houses we sell, one, two, three of them have ground rent on them. Um, even the first house that I bought had ground rent on it. So chance. I've never heard of that ever. And it makes zero sense. I wish the state would get rid of it, but there, there are people that actually invest in ground rents and they buy them and they collect, you know, money each, every six months. And if you don't pay it, you can still get a lien on your house. So oh my gosh, the, that's so crazy. It, it really is. And chances are, if there's ground rent on a house, the person that owns it either is dead or doesn't know that they have it. So you, the solution to that is then the seller has to escrow money. It's this whole big to do. They escrow it for three years and then it's refunded to them. I just wish Maryland would get, get rid of it entirely. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's weird. That's crazy. Yeah. I have never heard of that. I mean, of course, we don't have things like that because, oh, well, I don't know. We're Californian. People came out here to, you know, find gold. Right. <laughs> they didn't right. invest in land and do ground leases like smart people. Like, <laughs> we didn't have any of that. Yeah. It, wow, that's crazy. The, there's, and then I'll take it one step further. There's one street in my neighborhood where it, usually ground rent is by the address. There's mm-hmm. one street where it's one ground rent for the entire street. And there's, there's one individual who owns it and he's still with us and he collects. So if you buy. So he must have inherited it. Yeah. It's probably been. So his, his ancestors owned the land, mm-hmm. people built on it. And that's insane. Yeah. How old is he? Is he going to pass on soon? I mean, like, I'm, sure, can, I'm sure that's something that he's got. That he's going to give to one of his heirs. I mean, maybe he'll give it to me. That would be nice. (laughs) 
Like, wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Wow. It's a. I don't even know what to say about that. I've never heard of that. And if someone's moving there, they would need to understand what that is. So, if someone's moving mm-hmm. to your area, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah. Easiest way is to go to our website. It's homesby212.com, and that's plural, so homesby212.com. Uh, you can always give me a, uh, a call. I'm at 240-216-7841, uh, or you can send me an email, ben at homesby212.com. Um, awesome. Yeah. I'm going to put your contact information in the show notes, but I really appreciate you speaking with us and sharing your stories. And hey, if you come up with any other crazy situations, you know who to call. Absolutely. No, there's plenty more. Baltimore is a very interesting town with lots of history, but I think with history comes interesting home sales. (laughs) With history comes great responsibility. Do you have people who have like cemeteries in their homes? I know that's like an offshoot. I I don't, but this is another crazy story. This was in a neighborhood called Westminster, which is like 45 minutes north uh, northwest of the city. And we're doing our walkthrough and we did find headstones on the property. (gasps) And one of them said Cody, like C-O-D-Y. And we're like, oh no, like we immediately thought the worst. Cody was their dog. Oh, great. Oh my God. Yeah. But we like for a second, like all of our hearts broke. (laughs) It was like a moment. Oh no. Yeah. So was it one headstone or multiple headstones? Uh, I think there was one for the dog, the cat, and maybe like a hamster. So was it pet cemetery (laughs) with headstones? (laughs) Yeah. They really loved their pets. Jeez. Yeah, they really did. Well, thank you so much, Ben. It was a pleasure talking to you and we'll definitely have you back soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's been great. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That's it. Awesome. I'm so excited. That was so good. That's like like five little sub clips. Yeah. They're they're quick. (laughs) I mean, but I felt like I got on a roll there. I'm like, oh, I got another story. Yeah, you know what? Hey, if you think of anything, like you message me and be like, hey, I thought of another story or hey, my team member has a story. So definitely use this. I should connect you with Megan. Megan almost had to go to the U.S. Embassy to get a seller to sign like from Pakistan. It was a whole to do. I think Megan's now on like a list or something. (gasps) Oh. Is it a good list or a bad list? I mean, I don't control the list, <laughs> but yeah, she was calling around like... she on the naughty list? <laughs> I mean, it worked out. She went way above and beyond for her client, but like she was, wow. she called Pakistan to like get this seller to sign. <laughs> like, how do you call Pakistan? <laughs> you know, I don't know, but it's kind of when you're put into it, thrust into a situation, that's often when you have to like figure this shit out. Yeah. And then you end up doing weird things. And that was her first transaction. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and she's still in real estate? She's still in real estate. She's still in real estate. <laughs> I had to promise her. I'm like, I promise they're not all like this. <laughs> like, this is weird. You can't promise that, though, because that was really a weird. lot of them are. Like, the <laughs> big majority of them are pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah. She definitely dove into the uh, deep end very quickly. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to stop recording. Boop.